following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Moore has a two-on-one with Kempe. Moore feeds Kempe. Great save! Phenomenal stop by Samsonov. Nets up, back in, closing. Carlson, one more! Deflection, score! Hathaway from the doorstep. All right, not a bad start to the West Coast road trip. Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, we are here in the DraftKings studios on the Virginia side of the Potomac. And the Caps are, well, they're looking good right now. Two games on the West Coast in Los Angeles. One against the Mighty Ducks. The other against the Kings. 3-2 loss back on Tuesday night to Anaheim. And then a 2 nothing win on Wednesday night against the Kings. They have... Uh, Thursday and Friday off to the Caps and then back-to-back San Jose on Saturday night and the expansion Seattle Kraken on Sunday. By the way, Sunday night, tune into the Hockey Podcast Network's YouTube page because we got a real treat for you. We are doing a live watch-along. So you can check it out and you can, as the name says, you can watch along with us during Caps Kraken, and if you can hit us up with any questions you have, it ought to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about doing that. I'm also excited uh, about the way this uh, road trip has started. In a minute, we're going to hear from Peter Laviolette and Garnet Hathaway because, hey, these guys, this Capitals team here, might be too early to say something special's happening, but they're definitely off to a good start. So somebody cue the dramatic music. Let's get into it. So why am I this encouraged by the start that the Caps are having? It's because of the scoreline the last few games. Let's go back to uh, the Caps' last, uh, well, not their last win, but let's just go back to the home game they had against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Here are the scores for the last however many games that is. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, that's seven games. Flyers won that one, two to one. Caps beat the Sabres five to three. Caps beat Detroit two to nothing. Caps beat Columbus four to three. Caps beat Pittsburgh six to one. Lost to Anaheim in overtime three to two. Beat the Kings two nothing. One of the common themes there is that the Caps have not given up four goals in a game since uh, they gave up five to the Florida Panthers back on November 4th. So in this entire string of games here, uh, they've given up three goals or less. And 
three was the high number, and that was just against Columbus and Buffalo. You know, before that, two you know two to Philly, none to Detroit, three to Anaheim, one to Pittsburgh, and a shutout last night by Ilya Samsonov of the L.A. Kings. Combine that with the fact that we always talk about secondary scoring and getting secondary scoring as well. You just heard it a second ago. Garnet Hathaway, two more goals last night. That gives him, I think, five and four games. And this is a guy that's a fourth-line winger. That's what you want to see. I mean, they're just plain and simple. You know Ovi's going to get his. You know Kuznetsov's going to get his. When T.J. Oshie and uh, Nicholas Backstrom come back, you know they're going to get theirs. But the kids and the secondary guys are playing fantastic right now and if these if if all of those players level up the rest of the year wow this is going to be a scary team and you know for all of the talk about this veteran core and is it too old to make a deep run has the window closed they're doing this with two second year goalies they're doing it with a number of rookies in the lineup you know, Hendricks LaPierre now is back in juniors, but Pelion and Johansson Flabby, um, Philippe, uh, Connor McMichael, uh, Brett Leeson, it goes on and on and on and on. You got, I, I, I think you have to like it. I think this team, you know, barring some sort of dramatic turnaround here in the next couple of months, I think this this franchise might be set up for a while. I know it's early, but if they were going to come in and start fast and play over their heads, I think we would have seen a drop off by now. So far, we're not seeing that. We'll see what happens, you know, when they go to San Jose and they go to Seattle uh, and there's a big game down in Raleigh against Carolina on the 28th. And, you know, the day after Thanksgiving or the weekend, you know, the Thanksgiving weekend. We'll see what happens there. But so far, so good. Ilya Samsonov getting his first shutout, uh, I believe, of the year. Um, and Peter Laviolette talked about him last night. Very complimentary to a guy who, you know, admittedly, uh, Lavi's been hard on, has not just handed him the net. Uh, but last night he did, and he was certainly rewarded for it. It was nice for him to come in back-to-back, and there was a lot of volume, and especially in the first period, there's a lot of volume, but I think the chances were probably 5-1 to one for us. They were just from the outside, but that being said, you've got to be dialed in, and you've got to be in your crease and on top of it, and um, there's a lot of action. There could be tips. There could be rebounds, so there's a lot going on. He always seemed like he was in control, even with the volume that they threw in the first period. Uh, and then after that, it was a couple of big saves that he had to make. But um, I thought it was a, you know, a really strong performance by him, and good for him. Certainly good for our team. Definitely good for for the team. Garnet Hathaway, as well as we said, he's the hottest guy on skates right now. He's a scoring machine for the Caps. Two more goals last night. That gives him five in four games. You know, I thought Hath was playing well, and you always get judged by goals, it seemed, but. Yeah. Um, especially in the role that he plays sometimes, um, you know, that that's not necessarily the, the factor that determines it for me. So I thought he was playing good hockey 
But with the amount of offense that is out of the lineup right now, um, to have him contributing the way he is, is is really important. And so he's, I think he's, you know, he skates well, he handles the puck well, he shoots it hard, he goes to the net, he goes to the hard areas. Uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't score goals. So it's nice to see him get rewarded for doing the work. Has been neglecting the identity part of his game. Either. No, no, not at all. I think that I think that you generate that through your identity, and so um, he's not off to the. He's not on the outside. He's not you know pulling at the piles. He's in the middle of the pile, and um, that's just who he is. But uh, it's nice to see him get on the board and make a difference in a game. Uh, he's making a difference, that's for sure, and, and I love to see that because. When I see a fourth liner doing what Hathaway is doing, I mean, it reminds me of guys like Chandler Stevenson, who I thought was just, and Devontae Smith-Pelly. I mean, those guys were just so key in the Stanley Cup run that you, you wouldn't have gotten there without him. You sure as hell wouldn't have gotten there without Smith-Pelly. But let's go ahead and hear from uh, the hottest guy on skates right now. Here's uh, Garnet Hathaway about becoming, um, you know, a more prolific goal scorer, I guess, than Gordie Howe the last few games. I can look back and say, hey, did I get the chances I wanted to? Um, did I create any offense? Was I good in the D zone? Um, I think especially with my line, the lines that I'm playing with, once you're fundamentally sound in the D zone, it'll create opportunities. Um, and I think that's where I was early on. I don't think I, you know, obviously was playing as well as I am now. Um, and whether that's the bounces that are going in or um, I think it's the extra extra stuff that, you know, within the whistles, um, that's trying to be hard to play against. Um, and it's, you know, maybe it's coincidence. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm working hard and becoming lucky at the same time. Well, let's hope that is what it is. We also, again, to close this out, we asked Garnet about uh, about the rookies in the lineup. You know, all of a sudden, about half this team, it seems like, has got less than a year of experience in the NHL. And he says that those kids are pacing the veterans right now. You know, like you said, we got those veteran guys that that get energy from being leaders, from helping guys out. You know, showing them the ropes, and then it's the other way around. You know, they they're fresh, they're eager, um, yep. they want to play their best, and and their legs are going. Back to backs are tough. You ask anybody in this league, and um, they're difficult. But you know, whether it's preparing for the game like we did this morning um, after a late game, and you know, we had a, a long bus ride tonight, but. I thought we we got better as the night went on as well. How good was Sammy? Oh my gosh, um, I think you can go back more than a handful of plays that could have gone in, um, and they do some nights. Uh, even though I thought he played so well, and tonight I thought he stood in his head. He deserved it. Yeah, there you go. A little bit on uh, Ilya Samsonov as well. Again, another one of those kids. Take a break. When we come back, it's time to go out to Ashburn. Going to check in with Terry McLaurin as the Washington football team gets ready for a very key game against Carolina this weekend down in Charlotte. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. You know, it is so great that the NHL is back and things are underway. And Boys and Girls DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, is an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game, win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a daft deflection. However they light the lamp, you're going to win. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings is not going to leave you empty handy because everybody can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. 
DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So all you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code THPN, throw down a dollar on any NHL game, and win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with the promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Ramblers, let's get rambling. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. And as we know, it is not just hockey, but we do some NFL here on the show as well. So, time to go out to Ashburn. The Burgundy and Gold getting ready for a Sunday showdown in Charlotte, North Carolina against the Carolina Panthers. Hopefully they got Carolina on their mind. It's part of Fox's doubleheader. One of, let's see, five games that Fox has in the early window. Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez will be on the call. If you want to rate games and the game's attractiveness as far as who is doing it and how much of the country is getting it, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson are doing Green Bay and Minnesota, and that's going to a large majority of the country. As far as the regional stuff goes, just looking at it with the naked eye, I'd say that the interest in uh, from Fox executives is kind of split on the second most important game in the early window between uh, Washington and Carolina and then New Orleans and Philadelphia. New Orleans and Philadelphia is getting a good bit of East Texas and the Gulf Coast with the exception of Jacksonville, because the Jaguars are playing then. Um, It's getting parts of Mississippi, Arkansas, a little bit of Oklahoma, and uh, the game is also going to Chicago and Philadelphia and the Philadelphia market. Baltimore, the Baltimore market gets the burgundy and gold, and that broadcast window goes all the way through uh, Montgomery and Birmingham and Huntsville, Alabama. So everything between Baltimore and Birmingham are going to get the burgundy and gold. They've had smaller audiences for sure throughout the season. Uh, by the way, Dallas and Kansas City with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will get most most of the country, including those of us here on the East Coast, will get that in the late window uh, with some folk with the folks out west uh, getting Arizona and Seattle if they happen to live in either Phoenix, Tucson, or the Northwest. All right, everybody, by now you know the deal. Ron Rivera and about, what, two-thirds, it seems like, of this, orga- this current organization setup. It's a reunion weekend for them down in Charlotte. We talked to Terry McLaurin uh, after practice this week. Got his thoughts on what all this means for the players. Yeah, I mean, I think um, one thing I've always respected about Coach Rivera, he never takes opportunities to 
um, make it about himself and, and he always makes it about us and how he can help us be in the best situations to be successful on Sundays. And um, I think that's the same approach that we're taking this week. Obviously, we know um, a lot of things that are going on with you know the history that this coaching staff has and Coach Rivera with Carolina and some of our former players that played there. And you know they're human, so they're going to have those emotions. I don't, I wouldn't expect anything less. But I think it's about the team who could compartmentalize those emotions, um, can, prepare, can prepare the best, and be ready to execute on Sundays and 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 be ready to play four quarters. I think um, they're a very strong team um, defensively and offensively. Obviously. You know, coming into this game, the energy is going to be crazy with Cam coming back. But um, you got to be able to um, hone in on what your job is and to be ready for when that foot hits the ball come Sunday. Because um, if you're too worried about all the external things, then you're not worried about what's important, which are the internal things. So I think we have a good um, grasp on what's expected of us this week. And we're just trying to put our best foot forward um, for the game. We also know that it would probably be the most Washington thing if after a game like they played against Tampa last week, they came out and laid a massive egg and got blown out against Carolina. So we asked Terry about that, too. What do you do and what is this team going to do to make sure that that doesn't happen? Because if they string two wins in a row together and all of a sudden we wake up on Monday morning and Washington is four and six, Things look a lot different down the stretch. It's not letting that be your peak, like you said. I think it's about building on the things that we did well last week, um, creating turnovers defensively, just core things that um, offensively converting on third downs and scoring when when you need to in the red zone. We weren't perfect there. You want to score every time you're in the red zone touchdowns, but to be able to sustain a drive like we did to win the game with the ball in our hands, um, that's winning formula. And I think those are little things that you can do to kind of ensure that you give your best chance, your, be your team the best chance to win week in and week out. When you take care of the football, you win the position battles and, and, and you create turnovers. I think those three things specifically are things that we have to do, continue to go forward if we want to have success, especially against these good teams, good quarterbacks, and, and solid defenses that we're playing coming up. So I'm really looking forward to the challenge that we have as a group. I think, um, you know, the benefit of playing a team like Tampa Bay is, you know, it's a nice measuring stick. You see what you're capable of if you put in the time throughout the week, if you execute on Sundays, if you play four quarters, you have a chance to win the game, and that's what it's all about. It'll be interesting to see because it's, uh, it's going to be a much different challenge this week with Cam Newton, who we expect to start the game he's not he he can get out of the pocket a lot quicker than Tom Brady will but I'm interested to see how this different this defense holds up because again we talked about it earlier in the week you're not better off without Chase Young and Montez Sweat in the long run but could they get kind of a short-term bump with a couple of guys like Casey Tuhill and James Smith Williams and then the guys coming off the bench in that those guys know that they're not talented enough to freelance. They have to do their job and play the system. And the system is about staying at home. And if they do, who knows? Who knows what we'll see? Finally, we asked Terry uh, about the enigma that is Curtis Samuel and if he will if he will be seen on the field this year and just what Curtis's state of mind is right now. Yeah, I mean, we're, our lockers are sitting 
right next to each other. That's that's my guy. So, you know, I've just been trying to encourage him to continue to, um, you know, just focus on his rehab and do whatever he needs to do to get back um, as fast as he can. But I think he knows that. I know it's tough for him because, you know, it was he was out, then he's in, then he's out. And um, that's tough to get a rhythm. You know, it's, it's tough missing a playmaker like that in our offense. Um, but um, at the same time, I think he's just doing a good job of trying to be diligent and, and getting back as fast as he can and, and controlling what he can. I know he just wants to be out here and help help us win games and, and make plays. So I feel like he's going to get the chance to do that at some point when I don't know. But, um, you know, I know he's a guy who has a lot of ability. He just hasn't got the chance to, to show it. But, um, you know, we've had some great guys be able to step up in his absence. You know, who knows if people uh, around, you know, our fan base know who DeAndre Carter is if guys don't necessarily go down. Not that you want to see guys go down, but um, just the, the opportunity that it that it puts forward for other guys like that to be able to step up and show what they do, can do. So I think those guys are going to continue to step up as long as he's gone. And when he's ready to come back, um, I know he's going to be ready to, to give us all he got. And well, let's hope he's ready pretty soon, because if not, it, it has gone from the sublime to the ridiculous. Just shut him down. If he needs surgery, let him get surgery. And let's just admit you were wrong. Nothing. There is absolutely no shame in that. All right, Nick and the Clock and the Wall, so we got to get out of here. Thanks, as always, for joining us. You can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, the iHeartRadio Network, and, of course, at Megaphone and everywhere that fine podcasts are sold. Don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at BobBandy965. Have you a good one? Talk to you Sunday night on the live watch along. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, wear white.